0: Welcome back, Smoking Joe's Driving Range, Whee! right here on CBS Sports Radio six fifty AM. That's Mulligan Matt, and Matt. Yeah. CT. Look what just came in. What? I guess the proper introduction to be rock and roll touchdown. Woo! What's up, What's guys? Mark Vandermeer. How's it going, I Marky Mark? Come on, give it to us.
1: No, no, come on.
0: I don't <laughs> do this this early. Not without like Deshaun Watson playing. Just get his cup of coffee. <laughs> so I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta
1: save it. I got well, rock and roll. How, about that? That's That's How was three vacation? In the morning version. How was vacation? It was good. You know, I don't. You know, all right. So, woe is me. I don't really like being away for that long. Like we were away for about ten days, which is a long time for me. I don't like to be away. I just did
2: two weeks. I enjoyed every minute. Oh, really?
1: Of See, I, I, I don't know. I. All right. I, I don't want to sound weird about it but i just love what i do i really love going to the stadium every day i love being part of it yeah i need some time off but i don't need like 10 days you know and my wife always says well come on you know you work all the the time or whatever you know the season's coming i'm gonna be obviously very busy with that but i just like being involved in what we do we do you know tv radio digital media obviously all of it. it is just it's great you know year round as you guys know now
0: you're in florida
1: right We were in Florida, went to the Keys, which I found out, if I ever want to drop out of society, uh, that's exactly where I'm going. Not Key West, but like the other Keys, like Key Largo and Almorado and all Ah. that. No wonder why Jimmy Johnson did what he did. Although, he's got a lot of money, so it's easier for him to drop out of society. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so cool. We stayed on a houseboat for a couple of days. Yeah, this was very neat because on VRBO I got it and it's in a marina and I was thinking there are other people living on houseboats in this marina and I'm thinking I want to know your story. I want to know your story. I think you might have done time and uh, it's really (laughs) fascinating to be down there and see all the locals. Well,
2: there are a lot of people in the Houston area that live on boats. Really?
1: Oh, out? Yeah. Well, really? Oh, yeah. Clear Lake area. Yeah. They live oh, on yeah. Boats, there are a lot uh, of
2: people. The, the water boats. people, huh? Well, they the have water money. People. They have money. So, they're... oh, they live on nice boats. I yes. could live on Tiger
0: Woods' boat. Yeah, that's a big one. We all <laughs> could. <It's under> 50. <laughs> we all. So, could. Dad, did you take your golf clubs?
2: You know what, I
1: didn't, I'm guilty. I uh, I did not do that, I did not do that.
0: But how is the golf game? Well,
1: it's, uh, you know, I figured it out and then I, I forgot what I figured out. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? Yes. Like, I've solved this game. I know exactly what to do now, I've solved it and then you go out there the next time. And it's funny, because I play basketball a lot, right? I play like three times a week, which is not, a, whatever. you know For my age it's a lot. I play twice. And, or, and I notice, yeah. uh, oh you do. So yeah. you, you know like when you really got your shot going And you do that, whatever it is you're doing to get your shot going, and then you lose it after a while, but then you get it back. You're like, why wasn't I doing that? You know, in golf, it's like that, too. Why didn't I just keep my head down like I'm supposed to? You know, you you notice how in golf, when you're the amateur golfer, and I'm like slightly above average, you realize keeping your head down, for me anyway, that's like... Everything and for some reason I go I get away from it you know and I don't even know I'm doing it but I'll play with a buddy and be like you know you're doing it again you're doing you're, you know your, your weight's on your right foot after your shot you know you're not you're not getting through it and I'm like all right great
2: the Thank difference you. in basketball I can always regain that shot in golf I cannot always regain really? that shot one of our guests during a ge- during a round yeah yeah one of our guests earlier told us about he piped a tee shot out of bounds right on a par five and still wind up wound up parring the hole because he got three. He Oh, because he,
1: he, got, he, he got to advance the ball
0: anyway. By the way, it was Zachary Jones who just won the junior he's championship just, uh, in Texas. Well, that's cheating, man. And he's a plus-two well, handicap. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, it's cheating to make that toughness, example. That you know? mental
2: toughness. Mental Which toughness, you have right. when you call games, right?
1: Uh, maybe. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, when you're calling a game, you really want to get off to a great start because if I, if I don't – and you know what it's like, Matt. You know, like when you're – when you when you start a game and you feel like you're not doing your best, it's a bad feeling. But you got to shake that off right yep. away. And and yeah, because I guess I'm at a level now, like a, you know, a great golfer would be, where you can just like sort of slap yourself in the face and say, get it together, and you're fine. You know,
2: or I mean, Andre golf, will slap you in the face.
1: Yeah, Andre will do it. I I like <laughs> literally slap myself in the face sometimes before a broadcast. You and like, Ken
2: Giles just
1: just to not punch, slap. <laughs> he punches, so he actually closed fist punched <laughs> I himself. I know he did. Slow, not so that's up. what that's <laughs> it's a little bit different, but uh, but I, I but to get the energy going, you know, and and look, I don't really need that all the time, but just to get sharp, you know, rap get sharp. You want to like have a staccato machine gun delivery, you know, that's how I approach it. You know,
0: I'm Speaking of, you know, I want to. By the way, we're on the fo- If you haven't recognized the voice, it's Mark Vandemere, the voice of the Texans, um, and the face of the Texans, and the social media of the Texans, and, and, I hope and, and not and, the and, face. That's so that's one of the, one of the myths I think a lot of people think is well, training camp. Okay, you've been on vacation for about three or four months. Yeah, you're coming back, and then you just walk into the booth. But no, right. you're you're full time.
1: Yeah, full time because we have radio five nights a week on Sports Radio six ten. Uh, So we do that. We have a television show once a week on ABC 13, Saturday nights, 11 o'clock, Texans 360. So I'm sort of the exec producer of that, if you will. Uh, but I've got a great crew. They do it all, really, and um, and I got thirteen people in my department now. And you know, we do the TV, the radio. Now, the 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 bulk of it, though, guys, is the social digital media. Right. I mean, we do videos every week. You know, all off season long, we're creating content based on what we had the previous season, based on what we shoot with the players in the off season, and we're just churning stuff out. Constantly, it's just amazing how much stuff we put out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. It's all there on all the Texans' platforms, and it's never ending like it's a never ending battle. And all the teams are doing this now to varying degrees. So, when I took over the department four or five years ago, we were you know, we were doing some stuff, there's no question, but we knew we needed to do more, so we've upped it.
2: Now, the Cowboys, yeah. From day one. Yeah, they've
1: got a lot of stuff. You
2: said you have 13 people in the department. How many do they have?
1: Uh, I don't know the exact number, but it's probably close to double that.
2: I remember when the Texans were formed, Mm -hmm. you know, we were starting from ground zero. Right. I went up to look at the Cowboys operation, My. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Well, you should see. Have you seen the star? You know, that's, that's no, no, their new facility. I've been by it. I haven't been inside. We stayed
2: there you know, during the hurricane. We right. got to that's stay right. there. That's and right.
1: I toured it. And I said, OK, don't show this to any of my employees. <laughs> all right? Like, I wanted them blindfolded when they walked through the building. Because that place was unbelievable. Now, you got to give the Cowboys credit. Because they have a gazillion Twitter followers, Facebook yeah. fans. They've been around forever. They've exactly. won five Super Bowls. Right. They've been to eight. I mean, it, they haven't done much lately, uh, obviously. But it doesn't matter. The, the foundation is so strong for them and they have fans all over the world so yeah they need that kind of stuff and and we you know we need it too but in a different way and you know i i think our goals are uh, on the field obviously to surpass them at some point and that's going to take a long it takes multiple super bowls to do that but you got to start somewhere and here we are
0: you know going back to golf real quick yeah Uh, everybody knows underwear is a good golfer right Standout golfer, player-wise, who's who's the stud in the locker room? You know there are there
1: are a bunch of guys who play, and uh, I'm trying. You know, I I knew the the older regime who was really good among those guys. You know who's getting better is Watt. You know who's great though right now is Brandon Whedon. He's a great golfer. I think Bob McNair at at the River Oaks tournament benefiting the Houston Texans Foundation. Mm Uh, Which benefits obviously Boys and Girls Club of Houston and various other entities. I think Bob McNair requested Brandon Whedon. Like, he knows. (laughs) He knows the scouting report. I want Whedon on my team. You know, not Watson, Whedon. Like, Watson, I'm sure, you know, could be great. Most of these guys could be great at anything they put their time into, but some of them actually focus on golf. Leckler, I think, is pretty good, obviously.
0: The. two weeks you pack well will you be packing your bags and going to go yeah
1: of course i'll be up there and uh and we'll be up there in a week and a half and and start practice and and let's go i mean everybody's curious to see you know the whole big thing i wrote about this this week is injuries you know how people recover how's watson doing you know how's watt doing whitney looks pretty good of course uh already you wonder about deontay foreman nick martin i mean the list goes on and on you know how many they used 78 players which was an nfl record 78 players last year you know no team has ever had to use had to use that many players to get through a season so they've changed everything over there at the sports performance centers otherwise known as the weight room basically but they're changing the cafeteria i mean you guys need to go look at it it's completely different now it's still under construction we're not allowed over now you're not allowed. But, well, at some point, maybe I can get you in. Maybe I can sneak you in, and you can have a look. Cause, uh, but have a look what it's done, because they're changing the cafeteria, everything. They're just changing everything around. They put millions into it to uh, to upgrade the facility. It was state-of-the-art when they opened it. They want to keep it state-of-the-art, and you've got to make moves to do it, and that's what they're doing.
2: Have they done anything else to, uh, like, a player's lounge, things like that? Uh,
1: yeah, they've done some stuff with that. They've expanded the training room. And they, you know, they were literally knocking down cinder blocks. You know, when you're willing to knock down cinder blocks in a renovation, you're you're doing something. Yeah. It's not just drywall. It's like let's blow through this wall. And I'm like, is this a load bearing wall? Like this is a stadium. <laughs> exactly, this is, is a stadium, this, guys. Do you need this wall like hold up the <laughs> seats or something? Well, they
0: obviously taken that
1: into consideration. Well, I know you got a busy
0: schedule, but we got to go to break. Then we're going back, finish up. I got a couple of questions about the Texans. Right. Also, I think I know who your your future, long down the road, replacement might be. Uh oh. I think you're grooming them. Okay, me. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I'm Smokin' Joe I'm Mulligan Matt That's Leslie T That's Mark Vandermeer And this is Smokin' Joe's Driving Range On CBS Sports Radio 650 Welcome back Smokin' Joe's Driving Range Right here on CBS Sports Radio 650 And we are with Mulligan Matt Leslie T And we're very honored to have The voice of the Texans Mr. Mark Vandermeer You know it's hard to believe Hmm? 16 seasons
1: Yeah 16 seasons in the books We're going into year 17 here
0: How about that? And you know I we met very first year I mean we, we, were, did. we were we were together did. and you know you were talking about the changes it's really it's hard to believe it's gone that quickly but it is so cool to see how this has matured uh it's it's amazing to
1: me it feels like honestly it feels like Four or five years to me. I, I I can't believe how much time has gone by. You know, I'm very blessed to feel great physically. You know, which I think has a lot to do with you know my personal emotional feelings about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but when I look back, and I just did a show uh, the the ten best plays in Texans history, and I you know had various criteria going. Billy into Miller's it. touchdown but, catch. Yeah, that's like number four. I think. What was number know? one? Number one was Yates to Kevin Walter for the touchdown oh, that beat the Bengals yeah. in 2011. Even though it wasn't a miraculous kind of Got play, it was playoff. a miraculous comeback and. Yeah. It was a team play in the moment. Like, I put a lot of different factors into these 10 best. But the point is this, that I did a whole show on that, and – I kind of did a Prairie Home Companion, you know, like the backstory behind each play. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to read anything. I didn't have to look anything up. I, you know, I'm, I've got a pretty good memory with this stuff. So I could tell you, like, pretty much every game the Texans have ever played and, you know, what happened. I might not remember the final score, but I can tell you the ebb and flow of things. And I just, the history of this team is is such that, you know, we talked about injuries last segment, and I think that's a huge part of it. You know, they've been, they've had some bad luck. You know, when you think of Schaub going down in 11, you think of Watson last year. Those are just two examples. I mean, they've had countless times where even in the O'Brien era, you know, people think that he benches quarterbacks all the time. He's had to switch quarterbacks nine times because of injuries in his four years coaching. Nine times. Not benching a guy, but, oh, this guy's hurt. I got to put this guy in. Nine times. Who does that happen to? Imagine if that happened to the Patriots or the Packers or whoever who has this franchise quarterback. So, O'Brien's had to do that. And look, you know, no one's making excuses here, but they've had a lot of factors go into why they haven't been able to win a championship. And that's the goal. And I think that, you know, they've got a lot of pieces in place to, to make some, you know, do some serious damage. But, you know, they'll, they'll need the, the injury gods to break in their favor. Yeah, so, stay healthy.
0: You're an awfully proud father. The Vander Kids. I see Facebook. Yeah. They're yeah.
1: getting big. Yeah, they're uh, they're you know, twelve years old. Well, you you know, you got a kid who's like in his twenties now, <laughs> right? So <laughs> he's
0: working for Silver Eagle, he's a, he runs Minimate, so he's not at Minimate, <laughs> dude. yeah. Oh wow. You know? So
1: uh But he's twelve Vander Kid one is twelve, Vander Kid two is five. Like somehow I have a five year old and this now is one just- of
0: them's being groomed. For broadcasting, well,
1: he's he is and he isn't. You know, <laughs> I think he's finally he's twelve, so reality is setting in that he might not make it to the NBA. Uh, maybe not, maybe not the NFL. You know, considering he's not playing tackle football yet, uh, but he plays flag. By the way, flag football is just the greatest thing in the world. I've coached it for like five years. I love it. We got a great little squad with hit with his guys, and I'm gonna get my little guy involved with it. But anyway, Vanderkid does this kid reporter thing, right. which you which you're referring to. Uh, he does it with DB Sidhu's son. DB works for me at the Texans, and and he sometimes does it alone. He interviewed O'Brien last year at camp, and that was a big hit for us. He's gonna do it again. This is I said you're. A Tiring after this, you're 12. You can't be kid reporter <laughs> anymore. Um, he's complaining vociferously. You can be but, teen reporter. Yeah, I said you're gonna have to, you know, rebrand as a teenager. Let's <laughs> see if you can pull it off. Uh, but he's, you know, he's actually pretty good. Uh, you know, he thinks he knows everything. You know how it is with kids. And my five-year-old is like, I want to be a kid reporter. You know, he's really <laughs> working me on this now. And I'm thinking, uh, I don't know if you're ready.
0: Now, do you have to prep them for their questions or do they do it? Does he?
1: We Honestly, we do prep them. We prep them. You know, I want him to add to it. But yeah. the, the whole thing is the kid's got to be a kid, and it's all about the player or the coach and how they react to it, you know, because that's what's going to make it. You know, you want to see J.J. Watt up there kind of cracking up at a question he gets, like when they ask J.J. Watt advice for girl, you know, like how to, how to date a girl, you know, or how to <laughs> call a girl, ask a girl on a date. O'Brien, they asked him last year a lot of different stuff about, you know, being a New England sports fan and stuff. It was pretty funny. It was good.
2: You had to be there. If only we could do that with Bill.
1: Yeah, I know it's a little bit different. And you know, we do a show. We did a show this off-season and we've done the last two three off-seasons where we do a show on everything but the Texans. So we asked see that him,
2: would be cuz Bill is such a smart guy. Yeah, he's a bright he, guy, the funny guy, yeah. but you know when as a reporter, just as a reporter, not one of the guys in the organization right. like you, we Get the hum, bah, hum, hum, Well, it it Bill. depends. I can
1: always tell what kind of mood he's in.
2: You know, and, we walk
1: in, and you know, he doesn't. He loves talking about injuries, as you know. I mean, my gosh, he would ra- rather have root canal work than talk about injuries. Uh, you know, so y- you have in season Bill, and you have summer Bill. You know, <laughs> yeah. and summer Bill is the guy you want on the shows. And you know, we asked him like one question. We asked him if you had a must make, you have to make one of these four foot putt, catch a fifty yard punt. Make a free throw or answer a random New England sports trivia question. (laughs) Which would you pick? And he picked the trivia question. I'm like, he's like, the free throw? I mean, I don't know. There's a four foot putt. He said, no way. 50 yard punt. He thought maybe he could catch a 50 yard punt. He's like, who's punting? (laughs) So (laughs) it's kind of funny when you think of life like that. By the way, you know, relating it back to golf, I've asked Kaimi Fairbairn this. I asked Chris Brown this back in the day. You got to make a three and a half foot putt, or you got to make a forty yard field goal. What are you picking? He's like, there's no question. I'm picking the field goal. He's like, the putt, forget about it. You know, like putting just gives people, you know, just feverish chills when when they think about having to make like a three and a half four foot putt. You know, the knee knockers, as we call Fair
2: Fairbairn, a good punter, a good golfer. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, he Chris seems to studio. know a
1: lot about it too. So. Oh. Yeah. I might and have he, to. you know his first name actually has 36 letters. Exactly. Yeah, so. That's why we don't call him by that. Yeah, I do though. I can do it. Well, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> being in the booth for the football team and going around the country what kind of vibe do you get? Because Houston right now is a hotbed for good sports. Yeah. Baseball, basketball, yeah. football. Yeah, things um, have changed. And, 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 and football, a lot of people say, wait, we didn't have that good a season. No, we had a good season. We had an injury, unbelievable bad season. Yeah. I mean, we stay healthy. Who knows what? I mean, Right. You know, it, so- it's
1: funny. You didn't have a good season, yet Watson's on all these, like he's in the top 100. I think he was number 50 in that oh, NFL yeah. network. You know, very unscientific. It's kind of like a, a popularity contest among the players. But it's pretty cool that he got number 50 based on playing six and a six half, and half games, games. But he threw 19 touchdown passes. You know, rookie record. You know, you look at his numbers versus, say, an RG3 or whatever. You know, a lot of people are trying to make comparisons, and it's fair because that's what we do in sports. But, man, does he look good. You know, he looks really interesting. Uh, I mean, beyond interesting. And you just want to see what he can do in year two. You know, you get Watt, Whitney, Watson back. You keep every. You keep the majority of people healthy this year, and you keep Watson healthy, playing sixteen games, and I think your chances are pretty good to make the postseason. But you know, you mentioned like Houston sports doing better. How about the AFC South doing better? You know, if Jacksonville playing the AFC Championship, Tennessee going Tennessee. to the d- divisional round, this division could get could get three teams in the playoffs could get three teams in the playoffs. And the last time this division did that was 2007 when you had the Colts winning, you had the Jags going to the playoffs, and you had the Titans at 10-6 and six that year going to the playoffs. I mean, it's hard to believe it happened. And the Texans were actually 500. In 2007, the Texans were 8-8, eight and eight, and they were fourth in the in the division.
2: And if Andrew Luck is back healthy...
1: Yeah, I know. If Andrew Luck's healthy, they're going to be a tough out. You know, like they can win any game. They, they They won't win every game, but they'll be a threat every time out. So that's going to be a huge factor for them. How about Tennessee? How good are they going to be? It's just going to be very interesting. But you're right, Joe. The... The Rockets doing well, the Astros winning the championship, you know, kind of ratchets up the pressure, the expectations, the hope of everybody. I like that the Astros won it all in that, you know, kind of like removes that Houston curse thing. Like, let's forget about it. The Rockets won in the 90s. Yes. But the Astros, you know, whatever curse was on this city, the Astrodome curse, whatever you want to call it, they broke through it. So let's see if the Texans can do it.
2: I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's pumped up, and, you know, we just want to see what they can do. So am I looking do forward in to
2: cool weather at Greenbrier? I can't figure out which. <laughs> oh, it's it's nice. <laughs> Quick question. <laughs> it's nice. We're running out of time. Yeah.
0: Quick question. I love what you do with the Texas early, but you had roots in college football. Right. Like back there. So, yeah. I mean, are you still a college fan?
1: Uh, I am a college fan. I don't follow it as closely, but I follow. I love the teams that I worked for: University of Miami Hurricanes. I, I root for them. You know, UMass. Nobody knows about that, but they're Division One now. I root for them. Central mm-hmm. Michigan University, Chippewas. Chippewas root for baby. them. And Penn State. I was. I did their pre and post game show. I still. I kind of root for them too. So the teams that you know, places I work, those places touch me. You know, so I root for those teams. My alma mater dropped football in 1997, Boston University. So what
2: are you going to do? What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, Mark Vandermeer, you're the best. <laughs>
0: It's been a pleasure being working with you for, gosh, 16, 17 years now. Oh, my now. So, gosh. I yeah, know. We're amazing. old.
1: How, how do we stay so young?
2: Because I'm so 30 and you're you know, 25. Yes, exactly. thank you. you. We started
0: when we were young. We started with <laughs> 12-year-olds. Yeah, we I did. Started, we did. Know? We
2: were. I'll oh, see you at camp, buddy. Pre-teens. And, you know, see you at camp.
0: All, I'm wishing you nothing but rock and roll. Lots yeah, of lots of that. Year, yeah, I need
1: some new material, too. So
0: uh, take Go out have a great season, good time, and uh, hopefully the golf clubs come go with you a couple of places. All right, boys. Thank you very much thank for you. having me on. All out. right, Mark. Mark Vandermeer right here on CBS Sports Radio 650. I'm Spoken Joe. Hi, I'm Mulligan Matt. That's Leslie T. And it's time for us to skadoodle. <laughs> so welcome in Cleverly Stoned okay. with all the bits on the restaurants in Houston. We'll see you next week.